Mississippi All-Stars, get this ball rolling, you know what I mean? Shouts to Shane, put me on them, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, we back in this motherfucker, you were. She, she, she. We got no listener questions again. So we'll just get into it, man. <laughs> I know I told you guys about Halloween weekend. All that went um, pretty much according to plan. We did the Hippie Hideout show, but a headline killed it, as always. Um, I didn't get to perform. We got there a little late, and there's a shitload of artists that are there to perform, as always. So, didn't get to do a song, but it's all good, because you know the next day... Well, we had the party, too, that night. Didn't drink too much, left a little early because I knew the next day we had the Shred for the Dead skate event down in Largo. So that um, went super well. Fucking bunch of skaters showed up, you know what I mean? Tore it down, had a best trick contest. These kids won like hundreds of dollars. (laughs) They had a product toss, all that shit. Me and the homie Shakes pretty much ended up um, 
emceeing or announcing the whole thing because, you know, everyone involved with the organization was busy kind of just doing what they had to do with the event, organizing shit, handing out money, getting film, all this other shit. So me and Shakes ended up just kind of announcing the whole thing, which was tight, you know what I mean? Just fucking sipping on a good old cruise light. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it was a beautiful day outside. We just, you know, got to basically announce a skate event. And then after all that was said and done, we ended up performing. Like I said, we were going to do, I did my set first, and then Shakes did his after mine. So ended up being a great Halloween, man. <laughs> Shouts to everyone involved who came out, you know what I'm saying? Just made it made it the good time that it was, you know what I mean? Um, but since then, man, anything new? Not too much. Just working on shit as always, man. Work never stops, you know? Also got another show coming up November 21st. The Soul Revival Show. It's supposed to be like a 90s throwback sneakerhead event with hip-hop music. Obviously, myself and a bunch of local Orlando artists will be providing the live music entertainment. So if you're in town, interested in coming out to that, hit me up. Should be a good time. Soul Revival Show, November 21st. Yeah, I mean. But yeah, just staying on music like always. We'll get into some new music here. I don't think we have too much today. We do have... So we have the new soundtrack to The Harder They Fall, a new Netflix film that just dropped. I literally just watched it last night. It's like an old Western film. Check that out. Harder They Fall on Netflix. Uh, They just dropped the soundtrack to it. So, of course, you know, I got to play my guys. We got Jay-Z, Jadakiss, and Conway the Machine. This is King Kong Rhythm featuring Back Road. Uh, I can't see this dude's full name right now. Hang on one second. <laughs> King Kong Rhythm featuring Back Road G. <laughs> In the jungle, man, I don't sing song. Bang my chest like my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, make them fall. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. Gorilla in the jungle, man, I don't sing song. Bang my chest like my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, make them fall. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. The wild boys, King Kong of the cowboys. You see the bloodshed after you hear the loud noise. We black outlaws, opposite of the proud boys. Coming on horseback, mission to bring the Back. Came to kill shit, tell them that they can all come Harder they fall, that's depending on where they fall from They trying to figure out where did we get the call from I'm trying to see where the fuck did they get the gall from Soon as the chains pop, the things pop Right after the heart stop, the brain stops Whenever the clock stops, the game stops Question is, when does the pain stop? If you do it more than once, then you know you a killer If you do it more than that, then you know that you iller You slip through the cracks, get dough and be triller Jungle man, I don't sing song. What? Bang my chest up, my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, make them fall. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. Gorilla in the jungle man, I don't sing songs. Bang my chest up, my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, make them fall. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. Feel like I'm in my best shape ever. Neck full of treasure, my investments together might have Jeff do the leather Hamilton. I don't fold, I expected the pressure. 
pressure, so don't compare me to nobody, boy. I'm the illest nigga next to whoever. Tell them rappers behave. Them subliminals on Twitter don't really rattle my cage. Notice when I mention my release date, had them afraid. They legends get in their bag when they heard the way I spat. Shooters on the road, niggas have on my age. They will clap, clap, splatter your ways. Niggas ain't fucking with none of this shit I scribbled down on the page. Then I'm paid 100K to go spit that on the stage. Look, the road wasn't easy, I ain't perfect. Nobody put me on, I just put the work in. My bitch keep my pole in a perkin. If I up it, it's curtains. Y'all know who running this shit for certain. You see me in the jungle, man, I don't sing song. Bang my chest up, my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, make them fall. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. Gorilla in the jungle, man, I don't sing songs. Bang my chest up, my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, make them fall. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. We raised by wolves in the crack den. We the Chicago Bulls, nigga, back then. That boy Tiger Woods don't make me back nines. We paid in full, sheepskin with the wall. PTSD from the concrete. Jungle, I move a bundle, a hundo at my peak. My cocaine record stand up next to me. Tiger Cubs in the clubs, helicopters above. Yeah, them flex weak, I speak patois. Yeah, Jamaican connects, Dominican with the bricks. Lot of the fish scales and double dragon. Brooklyn was a zoo, little monkey swung through. Banana clips on a boot we want static. About my issue, magazine on a pistol, National Geographic. That boy, hell. King Kong dies on his ends and anybody else. Brukata, brukata. Yeah, man. King Kong reading off that new Harder They Fall soundtrack. Now, this isn't necessarily new, new music. It came out in August of this year, but I just discovered it pretty recently. And like I said, given the Sneakerhead show coming up, so Revival, I've been rocking with this artist lately from Puerto Rico, John Z. This is Dunks, you heard? en el bando, ando con el palo de Rambo No te luzca o te lo damos, quiero una casa, no quiero un Lambo Code en el vaso de fondo, violeta como el pelo de Tron Ya no uso Fendi Versace, ahora siempre ando con las dos Siempre ando con las dos, siempre ando con las dos Le voy a comprar la mami una mansión, si te pones pa' mí yo me voy de misión Me monto y mando, rápido yo me quedo con tu canto Cuando la jalo un espanto, manitos se fueron hasta los santos Al revés abren las puertas del fanto, quemando hierba como buyubanto R y la del encanto, yo me cubro siempre con su manto Padre, hijo, espíritu santo, cuando me toca me voy en llanto Si tú quieres que yo cante son tanto, me lavo las manos como Pilato Ya tú sabes cómo es, siempre hay alguien quiere meter el pie Pero yo siempre camino con fe, siempre con Dios, nunca Lucifer Yo gané la carrera sin correr, siempre gano, yo no sé qué es perder Siempre fumo y voy a beber, con toda la ganga venimos a ver Ahora siempre ando con las dos, Ahora siempre ando con las dos No he visto Versace ni Fendi Ahora siempre ando con las dos Ya no he visto Fendi Versace Ahora siempre ando con las dos No he visto Versace ni Fendi en el bando, ando con el palo de Rambo No te luzca o te lo damos Quiero una casa, no quiero un Lambo 
ya tú sabes, con los dos. A mí, sometimes got to get swag on. <laughs> And last but not least, we got a local Orlando artist, goes by YCJ. I actually saw him at one of the local hippie hideouts like I was just recently talking about. He had, I think he was actually headlining a couple months ago when I gone there. And I just, I really liked his music. I liked his energy and everything. So I figured I'd play his new joint. He just dropped a four-track EP called Crowd Pleaser. This is Crowd Pleaser, the title track from YCJ. Introducing YCJ. I don't really need the hype. Hit the stage and get them hype. Uh, hit the stage and give them life. Uh, hit the stage and give them. And as soon as I arrive, watch how the night come alive. Hear my voice over the loud speak. I'm a crowd pleaser. Uh, and it ain't no turning me down neither. Time to wake up all the sound sleepers. I was underground. Now I'm seeing growth like a groundskeeper. We're around town. I'm a real profound speaker. Give me my respect, 15 minutes set, turn the whole crowd believers. Oh, okay, my energy is very bright, lit. See me out and get excited. What you see when we in public? Same when you see me in private. Back in my cheese up in private. I don't know who let all the mice in. Hit my phone asking where I've been. In the city giving life again. I don't really need the hype. Hit the stage and get them hype. Hit the stage and give them life. Hit the stage and give them. And as soon as I arrive, watch how the night come alive. Hear my voice over the loud speak, I'm a crowd pleaser. White seat, be the MC, better move the crowd instantly. And you better bounce off them feet, all in sync, off instinct. Rip the stage in some ripped jeans, screaming R.I.P. to the Ripley's. Who just didn't believe I would make it this far? Now I'm the one that's putting fear in their heart. This week ain't been sweet, got kicked out, ain't been sleep. Hit the stage, let it heal me. When I unleash, they gon' feel me. Let these people see the real me. If I hold back, it'll kill me. Can't let a hater conceal me. Come catch me at the show and you will see that I don't really need the hype. Yes, sir. YCJ, the crowd pleaser EP out now, available everywhere now. Yeah, me. Uh, I believe he also produced, engineered, wrote the whole thing. So you know what I'm saying? Young guy getting it. Yeah, me. YCJ, go check him out, man. But I think that was it for music. Always got to show love to the local artists, though. Yeah, me. She. She. I know there's a shitload of music news today, man, so we'll just go ahead and get into it. First things first, we're just going to start with this, the saddest news because fuck, man. I woke up the other day to the news that I believe eight people at, a, at Astroworld um, if you don't know Astro World, it's Travis Scott's annual music festival that he throws in Houston, his hometown. It's like a throwback to this old amusement park that I that used to be there, I believe. But I'm gonna read this article. From what I gathered, it was there was literally just so many people that people ended up getting crushed and killed. So the article says eight people are dead and 17 hospitalized following a mass casualty event at Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival 
at NRG Park in Houston last night. Early Saturday morning, Fire Chief Samuel Penna, Harris County Judge Linda Hildago, and Houston Police Chief Troy Finner confirmed during a press conference the deaths and injuries at the Astroworld Festival. Around 9.15 p.m., the crowd started to compress towards the front of the stage, according to Penna. Medics were performing CPR on victims once they started to fall out from the crowd. When police realized there was a mass casualty event happening around 9.30 p.m., police spoke with the promoters and Live Nation, the festival's organizers, to stop the show early, to which Travis Scott complied. 23 people were transported to area hospitals, with 17 of them hospitalized after the incident. 11 of those victims were in cardiac arrest during transport. A victim as young as 10 years old was taken to the hospital. This is an ongoing investigation. Fire Chief Samuel Penna said, Chief Finner will provide that information, but we want to give you some preliminary facts of what we know at this moment. We know that we had at least eight confirmed fatalities tonight, and we had scores of individuals that were injured at this event. We had attendance of approximately 50,000 to the Travis Scott Astroworld Festival event. What we do know is that at approximately 9 o'clock, 9.15 p.m., the crowd began to compress towards the front of the stage, and that caused some panic, and it started to cause some injuries. People began to fall out, becoming unconscious, and it created additional panic. I think it's very important that none of us speculate. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner continued, Nobody has all the answers tonight. I want to thank Live Nation. I want to thank NRG, HFD, our frontline police officers. Nobody has had the opportunity to review any video, and Live Nation has told us that they will allow us to view the video. I want to say this because there's a lot of rumors going around, and if you don't have the facts, if you don't have the evidence, I'm going to speak against that. My job as the chief of police is to make sure that we find out what happened, Finner added. We will treat it as an investigation because we don't know. I have investigators out here on the scene. I'm sending investigators to the hospitals because we don't know and we will find out. So pray for these families. I think that's very important. Everybody in our city, pray for the families and we're going to get through it. We're going to do an investigation and find out because it's not fair to the producers and anybody else involved until we determine what happened, what caused the surge. We don't know but we will find out if there's anything criminal. We've heard rumors of people injecting some people with drugs, so I want to check all of that out. So yeah, man, um, prayers, positivity to anybody who was attending Astroworld, anybody working Astroworld, the vendors there, anyone who you know may have been involved by this, obviously the families of those eight individuals who were lost, Prayers to Travis. I mean, you know, he really had nothing to do with this. He just is such a popular artist. So many, you know, uh, a plethora of people showed up to his show. And unfortunately, some of them were young. And it sounds like they just kind of got overpowered by the crowd and didn't make it out. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's insane. You never expect going to a concert. You would never expect to not make it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously there's been shootings and things like that prayers to, to those families as well 
but the the nature of how these people went out they literally just got crushed by other Travis Scott fans everyone it sounds like everyone was just you know so excited I know Travis Scott's music is pretty um energetic it's a lot of like mosh pits and it's high energy you know what I mean he's always rocking out and shit like that so and the crazy thing is if you've never been to like a rock show or a punk show or anything there is kind of like an unspoken mosh pit culture you know what I'm saying like everyone's there to have a good time mosh pits can get rowdy I mean somewhat violent never really I guess violence not the right word, but just like supercharged, you know. People are spinning around, fucking throwing their bodies. It's like a human pinball machine. But 99% of these shows, or really how every show should be, 100%, is within the unspoken mosh culture. Like I said, everyone's there to have a good time. So if you see somebody fall, maybe you accidentally bump someone down on the ground while you're moshing and shit, usually everyone stops, maybe not everybody, but anyone who sees what's going on will stop, help that person back up, make sure they're good, and then continue moshing. Like it's a, it's a communal event, you know what I mean? My only concern is that some of these younger kids... Um, who maybe, you know, like they said a 10-year-old kid passed away. So these kids who didn't grow up moshing and shit like that, they may not know what they're getting into. They may not know what's about to happen in that crowd. And like I said, Travis Scott's crowds are known to get crazy. I did also see that shout-out to Roddy Rich. He has agreed to donate all of his show money from Astroworld, donating that to the families of the casualties. So shout out to Roddy Rich. I wouldn't be surprised if Travis is doing the same thing. I haven't seen any articles technically saying so. But, I mean, what what kind of human being wouldn't be impacted by an event like this? Nonetheless, being that artist where, you know, people are going to say that he's responsible. And for that... I can't imagine what he's going through right now. And then I saw a video circulating around that I guess Travis posted. I don't know if it's on his story or something where he took a selfie video, more or less apologizing for it. And it seemed a little ingenuine. I feel like either post something sincere or don't post at all. You know what I mean? I thought that was a little weird. Um... or not weird, but just like it, I definitely don't think it came off the right way. But it, um, it sounds like they just let too many people in there, and the situation got out of control. So I mean, like you know, if you're gonna point the blame at anybody, I would think it would be the venue slash security, whoever was in charge of crowd control. I mean, technically, Travis's job is to get the crowd hype. But also on the flip side of the coin, as the MC of the show, you're just that, the MC, the master of ceremonies. It, un, It's part of the, the job description, unfortunately. Like, you have to control the crowd. You have to communicate to the crowd. I, like I said, I didn't see much footage. I don't know if he was telling people to back up or not. Um, if he saw what was going on, I would hope he would. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I really don't know. Um, but 
that is more or less the duties of the MC is to communicate with the crowd, give information to the crowd, control the crowd. But like I said, I don't know, you know, there's so many different factors coming into play. I really don't know, man. Now, I did see another video, a throwback video of Linkin Park, rest in peace to Chester, where it seems like a similar situation went down. They had an overpacked crowd, and some people started passing out, whether it was from exhaustion or they were getting crushed or whatever. And Linkin Park straight up shut the whole... They didn't stop the show for good, but they stopped playing music, period, so everyone could hear what they were saying, and they basically... We're like, hey, help this guy up. So in that scenario, obviously, they did see what was going on, and they consciously, as a band, said, hey, let's pause the music for a second, make sure the crowd is good, everyone in the crowd who paid to be here, and then we'll continue our show. Um, I think they even started chant after they help him up. They're like, if you see him fall down, help him up, or some shit like that. Actually, let me pull this shit up real quick. And I only say this to say, because... A lot of people seem to be coming at Travis like, hey, man, this is what you should have done, blah, 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 which, like, they're not wrong, but, like I said, Travis is one dude instead of this six, seven-piece band, so we only know what he was able to see and hear, you know? Here's a clip. Hey, yo, hold up, 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 yo. We got a little problem Pick up here. Up. Pick them up right Everybody now. Everybody up. Sorry, you guys. We got to look out for safety first, for real. Nobody gets hurt. That's hey, number yo. one. Hey, yo. We'll play this shit, the whole shit again if you guys get up, if you guys are all right. Okay, watch yourselves. Hey, yo, man. We know we've been stressing all night about being cool. And this is the reason why. Let's go over it one more time. When someone falls, what do you do? When someone falls, what do you do? That's right, people. So yeah, once again, rest in peace to Chester. Rest in peace to all the folks from Astroworld who didn't make it out, unfortunately. Prayers, positivity to everyone involved. No one should pass away. I mean, we all have to die at some point, but no one should pass away in that manner you're trying to enjoy yourself have a good time especially post quarantine kids have been fucking locked up for two years their mom just let them out of the house to go see their favorite artist travis scott and they literally met the their demise at this festival like it's it's fucking sad man that's is unbelievably sad and of course, lo and behold, uh, it's now the next day I had to do a quick interjection because this is important. Like we were talking about, you know, uh, originally they weren't showing any footage of Travis trying to comply and help. But sure enough, there are clips. I'm going to play one right now. That's why I don't like to, I try to see both sides, especially if you weren't at this fucking event. You're only going off of what you're seeing online and that shit easily spins into a story that turns out to be completely false. You know what I'm saying? So try to be careful with that kind of shit. But yeah, here is a clip from somebody in the crowd of Travis basically doing what Linkin Park did exactly. Stops the show, 
says, hey, this kid needs help, you know what I mean? So, you never fucking know, man. The footage they don't want to show. And then we actually also have a clip. They interviewed this kid. Alijo Garcia III, an 18-year-old Astroworld concert goer, described what he called a whirlpool of people trampling on each other and screaming out for help. Uh, yeah, here's his his little comment in the interview. Music just starts like everyone's jumping, 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 and you just feel your body like rising with heat, like you can barely breathe in there. And then I remember. I look behind me and I see like a, it literally looks like a whirlpool of just kids and people like falling and people trying to reach up, like they're reaching up for you, like people, you can, I literally heard people screaming like, help, like please help me, and I was just like, I turned around and I was like, well, I, like, I, try, I wish I could help them, I'm just trying to get out for myself and I get up and I finally like, and I, I notice when I get on this, I land on a, I landed on a girl. I notice her boyfriend's under and he's like, like, just get her up, like, get her up. And I get up and I remember seeing someone under him, literally face down on the ground, just under him, like, res like res responseless, like, music just starts, like, everyone's jumping. So, yeah, man, um, it, it just sounds like they were overpowered by a sea of people. I mean... I've, I don't think I've ever experienced anything that bad, you know what I mean? Uh, but it definitely brings me back to some of my, like, warp Tour experiences. I know we've talked about that on here. Some of those concerts, those big festival-type concerts, um, you definitely have to know what you're getting into when you go in there. And, again, like, I'm, I'm not blaming anyone. It's, it's not these kids' fault, you know what I'm saying? Obviously not. Rest in peace to them again, but it's just... These things can be fucking overwhelming. You need to hydrate. You know what I'm saying? Go in a, a group of people if you can. Um, I just, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine, but I can't imagine at the same time because I kind of did that shit. And luckily, I'm still here to talk about it today. You know what I mean? But um, I don't know, man. It's, it's fucking nuts. Like they said, it's an ongoing investigation, so we'll keep tabs on that. But it sounds like there's eight confirmed deaths right now. So again, everybody, anybody involved with Astroworld, prayers, positivity. It's a fucking horrible, tragic event, man. And actually, I think in light of that, before we move on to the other music news, unless we got any other sad stuff, I don't think we do, though. Actually, yeah, real quick. Also, prayers and positivity to Burner. The hip-hop artist Burner from the Bay Area was recently diagnosed with cancer. I saw Burner is asking fans to send good energy his way after being diagnosed with cancer. 
The San Francisco rapper and Cookies founder revealed the troubling news in an Instagram post on October 13th. I think what made Cookies so special and my music career so special was always being transparent and sharing my journey with you guys. So I figured instead of fighting this alone, I wanted the people who got me where I'm at today to fight with me, he wrote. Three weeks ago, they found traces of cancer in a series of blood tests. Today I went in for a procedure hoping to get off easy and found out I have a major fight ahead of me. If you know me, this has always been my biggest fear, but I am content with where I'm at and what I'm facing as well as every possible outcome. Burner said he'll spend the next month fighting the cancer as aggressively as possible, finishing his album and planning the next steps for Cookies, his successful cannabis brand. As I am strong and want to have as much faith as possible, I am also being realistic. I want Cookies to live forever and I want my team to have a clear direction of what my vision is. Lots of menu planning to do with my breeders and with my partners. I love all of you guys so much and feel so blessed to have been able to accomplish half the things I did and really hope to be able to stick around and do a bunch more. So yeah, man, prayers and positivity to Burner as well. Get well soon, you know what I'm saying? But um, I think that was it for the the sad music news, at least. We got some other sh- sad shit later, I believe. So before we move on to other music news, you know we got to bring the mood back up, man. Because that shit, man. One, two. every time man i swear she 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 so on a positive note big shout out and congratulations to jay-z and gil scott heron both inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame i don't know what took them so long to get on gil scott heron but I mean, it's been around for a minute. But yeah, congratulations to both of those gentlemen. I don't have an article or anything, but I know. Why do they call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why don't they just call it like the Music Hall of Fame or some shit? Or just the Arts Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? Half of this shit's not even rock and roll anymore. I feel like that's kind of weird that they still call it that, but anyway. Uh, yeah, shouts to, <laughs> shouts to both of them, man. Absolutely shouts to them. I also saw Anderson Pock. Pack Pack. I know we've talked about this dude before. Still don't know how to say his name properly. He just started a new label. Um, let me see. 
starts Ape Shit Label is the name of it. Let me look this shit up. Anderson Pac launches Ape Shit Inc. label. New music label. Uh, he says, I wanted to start a label that sets fire to a new generation of artists who can play while performing. Pac says in statement. Because he's famous for rapping, singing, all while drumming. Yeah, singer, rapper, drummer, and Halloween enthusiast Anderson Pac has announced details of his new record label, Ape Shit Inc., the label, a joint venture with Universal Music Group, comes with a vision to showcase all genres of artists and push musicians that play instruments to the forefront, according to a statement. The first artists and releases on the label are expected to be announced shortly. Um, yeah, that's fire, bro. I mean, I think I've mentioned on here, I got into hip-hop because of drumming. I've actually considered trying to drum and rap at the same time. I feel like that would be pretty fucking hard. But shit, shit, get fucking signed shit, to ape shit, shit out here, start going ape shit on that. Shit. <laughs> so yeah, man, shouts to Anderson Pac. I mean, what else do we got for music stuff? Um, I think, I know we got at least one more thing before we get to the fucking... I guess this is kind of music and TV, but I saw New Balance is partnering with Gaeta from Dave. He raps too, so I guess that's kind of music. But I, I don't know if he like got sponsored by them. I saw this video on his Instagram. Let me pull this shit up. Shouts to Gaeta, man. So this is the quick little like video slash commercial as or with Gaeta from Dave. The caption says, You know Gaeta as a rapper and actor. Now get to know Gaeta as a runner and mental health advocate. He's on a journey to discover how running is more than physical fitness. It can activate your mind and body in ways that might change your life. Watch episode one of Hashtag Beyond the Run on YouTube. Um, yeah, and I know, I know we talked about Dave. I don't know how in-depth we got, but there is an episode where they focus on Gaeta because I guess he suffers from... Um, bipolar he's bipolar you know so he's a huge mental health advocate they focus a whole episode on that just to bring more awareness to it and whatnot so i thought that was dope and it looks like new balance is doing the same thing so i'm gonna play this little commercial slash ad they got here we gated i never thought about being a runner i never even ran ever i never even thought about going outside to take a jog the 5k run in new york city I have to prepare for this. I have to train for this every day. There you go. This is perfect for a person like me. I suffer from anxiety and I have bipolar disorder. I'm running to find peace. I'm running to find happiness. I'll be able to stretch my mind and send it to places that I never even thought about. So yeah, man. Shout out to Gata. Shout out to New Balance. You know what I mean? Thought that was pretty dope. And I guess that well, yeah, we'll include that music because why the fuck not, son? <laughs> um, and then uh, the last thing we have on music, really, man, is I can't even call him Kanye West anymore because apparently he legally changed his name to Ye. Just went on Drink Champs, and boy, was it an episode. Um, pun intended. I don't know. Kanye is a different kind of human being. You can just see 
Like, I know I'm scatterbrained. My mom and I talk about this all the time. Uh, I have trouble focusing. Like, I always have, even in school, I was a bad test taker. Easily distracted, just kind of like mind bouncing all over the place. So I can relate somewhat, but the... (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. Like, the the range that this man's mind has while he's speaking. I mean, you guys know, you listen to me speak on here fucking every other week, sound like a crazy person. But just listening to this man talk and the conversations like going so far into left field, literally out of the ballpark. Like this shit is past the parking lot into the next town damn near. And sometimes it would come back to the point, most times it wouldn't. But, I mean, there was always a purpose for what he was saying, but, like, so Nori has this thing on Drink drink Champs called Quick Time with Slime, basically how we do the ones and twos here on the K-Podcast, you know what I mean? Every podcast kind of has a different version of it, more or less. Just to get to know the guests more, you ask them a question, like, rapid questions. They got to pick A or B, you know what I'm saying? Give them two options. You got to pick the shit. And a lot of most guests on there, they just keep picking A, B. And if you can't decide, they, uh, Nori and DJEFN make them take a shot. And normally people just answer just as rapidly as they're asked or they'll take a shot and whatnot. But literally <laughs> the entire second half of the episode is just them doing quick time with Slime with Kanye because it was extremely long, elaborate time with Slime. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) He just gave these long, stretched out fucking answers for everything, which isn't a bad thing necessarily, but a lot of times he would just go off on a tangent. He was talking a lot of shit about a lot of people. And, you know, I'm not going to say shit. Dude's a fucking multi-billionaire. You know what I mean? He's doing something right. He's obviously intelligent. It's just interesting to see such a an eclectic artistic person like Kanye or yay just the way he is in an everyday setting you know what I mean it's like bad analogy but it's like Ozzy Osbourne you know what I'm saying like while he's singing during the musical production and the song performance or whatever it, everything seems normal he's fucking playing his beautiful music he obviously knows what he's doing and but if you try to have a conversation with the dude, you're like, holy shit! Like, what what, right. what 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 the fuck is this piece of shit? <laughs> Not calling either of them a piece of shit, you know what I'm saying? Just fucking what the fuck, man! And like I said, was definitely talking a lot of shit. Him and Drake have had an ongoing beef forever. Not forever, but for quite some time now. He had some things to say about that. He took some shots at Talib Kweli, making fun of his hat, said he never liked his the way he rapped and shit like that. And then he even threw shots at his, what I thought was his artist, but I guess his former artist, Big Sean, on Good Music, said signing Big Sean was the worst thing that he ever did. It was definitely fucking nuts. But like I said, just kind of went on for a while. And I actually just saw today... Apparently, Jay Prince must have seen that episode and maybe pulled him aside or whatever, but Kanye released this video since the Drink Champs uh, episode. It's Ye and Jay Prince just standing in this video, and Kanye's reading what I'm assuming he wrote on this phone 
basically here I'll, I'll play it hang on hang on one second this is jay and jay prince i'm making this video to address the ongoing back and forth between myself and drake uh both me and drake have taken shots at each other and it's time to put it to rest i'm asking drake on december 7th to join me on stage as a special guest to share the two biggest albums of the year live in los angeles with the ultimate purpose being to free larry hoover I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to people everywhere how much more we can accomplish when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's just Ye and Jay Prince standing there. Jay Prince is just sitting there with his arms crossed with some shades on. So this person retweeted it and said, this clip looks like Jay Prince got four gunmen aiming at Kanye behind the camera ready to blow. <laughs> But nah, obviously it's a joke. The the caption that is the video hopefully is genuine. Hopefully they squash their beef. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, can accomplish more together than separate. You know what I mean? So yeah. Shouts to Ye. Shouts to Jay Prince. Shouts to Drake. Shouts to Talib. Shouts to fucking Big Sean. Shouts to fucking Nori. DJ Fed. Drink champs. Shit was crazy. I definitely recommend checking it out. Like I said, yay, musical legend. I'll never knock his creative mind. It was just, I watched it, tw- I watched it like three quarters of the way through, and then I watched it again with Butter. And by the end of the second watch, I was just like, I don't know how much longer I can listen to this dude talk. You know what I'm saying? It gets a little, gets a little wild, man. <laughs> so yeah, check out Yay on Drink Champs, fucking out here. Once again, checking in. You know, during the editing process, because shit keeps happening. They actually put out a part two of the Kanye interview on Drink Champs. And, I mean, it was basically a lot of the same stuff. It had the potential to be better. He brought up Larry Hoover's son to kind of bring awareness to that whole situation in Chicago. And, I mean, he let him talk for maybe five, ten minutes, and they shine some light on the situation. But then Kanye kind of just, you know... Uh, re-hijacked the conversation with his, you know, Kanye mind, Kanye fucking conversation. So uh, I wish they would have talked about that a little bit more, and I'm sure Larry Hoover's son does as well. But it was good they had him up there at least. I mean, Kanye being from Chicago makes sense. So, I mean, it's a good interview overall. Definitely check it out. I mean, if you're into hip-hop, you can't avoid Kanye at this point, so you might as well just, if you can't beat him, join him, man. I mean, she, she, she. But I guess, sort of on the Gator shit, it's kind of on sports, so we'll kind of stick with a little sports shit going on here. I did see the Braves won the World Series, so shout out to the Atlanta Braves. But I also saw, this isn't quite sports, but it kind of is. Let me pull up this clip. Will Smith is on a journey to fucking get back in shape he's a dad now got like three four kids you know what i mean we're all used to bad boys will fucking killing it and i guess lately he's been you know what i'm saying got that dad bot on so he's on a journey to get back into shape so i saw he he had posted a video and i think he's gonna make it into a series or a podcast but i'm gonna play this clip 
So you ready? This began as a journey to get into the best shape of my life. Even better than iRobot? Even better than iRobot. <laughs> I'm gonna lose 20 pounds in 20 weeks. Come on, Will, get your head back. When I started this show, I'm about to get it. I thought I was getting into the best shape of my life physically, but mentally, I was somewhere else. I'm done. And I ended up discovering a whole lot of hidden things about myself. Will is about to embark on two extraordinarily difficult journeys. I'm writing my book, and it's like exposing my life and so many things that people don't know about me. That was the only time in my life that I ever considered suicide. Now I'm about to show the world how little I know about myself. I don't want to do any of this. I'm finished with the best shape of my life. What you've come to understand as Will Smith, the alien annihilating MC, the bigger than life movie star, is largely a construction, a carefully crafted and honed character designed to protect myself, to hide myself from the world, to hide the coward. Smith, yeah, you know I mean, I'll definitely be checking that shit out. Keep tabs on that, yeah, you know I mean. Also, I've been seeing some rumblings on the internet. I don't know the details, but uh, rumblings on athletes not deciding not to get vaccinated. Primarily, Kyrie Irving in the NBA, who got a lot of flack and backlash from fans and just people in general. And then Aaron Rodgers in the NFL, who got noticeably less backlash and criticism. He definitely got some, you know, let's be real. He, he got his fair share. Apparently even Howard Stern was fucking ripping him a new one. But it seems like the, the reaction from the masses was definitely disproportionate. Um... But I also, I mean, I don't know the rules with these leagues, the NBA and the NFL, if it is a requirement, if they can require that. I like, I don't know how it goes, man. Uh, it seems like shit is still changing every day. We've been in this pandemic for a year and a half now. I mean, probably a little over that. And it still seems like to today, new shit's coming out every single day. Rules and regulations are changing every single day. I mean, as you guys know, I live here in Florida with DeSantis. Like, I basically live in a whole different world than, you know, someone in California or whatever. As far as my everyday experiences, going to stores and just going to work and whatnot. Uh, so, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I'm sure you guys have been seeing it. It's, um, I don't know, man. Let me know how you feel. You know what I mean? Hit the email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about Kyrie and Aaron Rodgers, if they're treated differently, if they should be treated differently, if you give a fuck, if I should give a fuck, if no one should give a fuck. You know what I mean? Just let me know, man. Shoot me an email. That might have been it for sports, though. Let's double check. E? It is, but since we're speaking about COVID, 
I did see Pfizer is releasing or uh, let me find this article. They're either releasing or just released a COVID pill. An experimental antiviral pill developed by Pfizer reduced the risk of death and hospitalization by 89% in patients who were newly diagnosed with COVID-19 in a large study, the company said Friday. The development of oral medicines that can be used to treat COVID early on could blunt the impact of the pandemic. Nahid Badalia, I'm probably mispronouncing that, I apologize, the founding director of the Center for Emerging Infectious Diseases Policy and Research at Boston University called oral antiviral pills, quote-unquote, incredibly important because existing treatments such as monoclonal antibodies must be given intravenously or as shots. With an oral antiviral, patients have more time and greater access to a treatment that will keep them out of the hospital, Bedalia said. But the promise of oral antivirals will only be recognized if they're available at your local pharmacy and you can afford it. And you can get the test that tells you you're positive for COVID so you can actually take advantage of this drug. So the promise is there, but the rest of the pieces need to come together. The Pfizer result is the second success for an oral pill that prevents COVID patients from becoming hospitalized or dying. Merck and partner Ridgeback Therapeutics announced October 1st that their pill, Molnupiravir, the fuck? M-O-L-N-U-P-I-R-A-V-I-R, reduced hospitalization and death by 50%. That pill also prevented death and was granted conditional approval Thursday by the United Kingdom's top medical regulators. Outside experts contacted by STAT said the Pfizer results, which were issued in a press release and have not been peer-reviewed or submitted to regulators, appear very promising. They also worried about whether the new pill will be made broadly available. Merck has made patents to Malnupiravir available to manufacturers who can help make the drug available to nations that are less wealthy. In its press release, Pfizer said it plans to make the drug available using a tiered pricing approach based on the income level of each country. So yeah, man, apparently there's a COVID pill about to hit these streets, you know what I mean? I don't know, I'd be interested to hear from some people that were not down for the vaccine if they would prefer a pill or if they just don't want you know, they don't want anything, period. Obviously, I don't I don't judge either way. I don't give a fuck what you do with your body. Personally, motherfucker. Shit is mad hard to say, too. Molnupiravir. I'll spell it again. M-O-L-N-U-P-I-R-A-V-I-R. I keep wanting to say Malu Paul Revere. Like, how are you going to order that shit at the pharmacy? Let me get the uh, fucking mildew Paul Revere, please. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. It's interesting, man. You know, when this shit first popped off, they were wondering if they were going to develop a vaccine, period. Made that shit mad quick. And now there's fucking, they're making pills. Like, oh, hey, it's a little Advil, COVID Advil. You know what I'm saying? Pop this shit. You be all right, motherfucker. What, 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 what the fuck is this piece of shit? Also, just kind of on health stuff. 
happy Men's Mental Health Month. Yeah, me, November, Men's Mental Health Month. So shout to all my dudes out there, yeah, me. Keep your motherfucking mind right. Exercise, meditate, eat right. Do what you gotta do, man. Talk to somebody, whatever. Yeah, me. Damn right. Do what you gotta do, man. And check on your friends, man. Check on your loved ones. Fuck all that macho shit. You know what I'm saying? Check on your homies, man. It's cool to check on your homies, I promise you, man. Damn right. Damn, 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 damn right. Happy Men's Mental Health Month, man. What do we got next over here? I guess we'll just go ahead and get into this NFT shit because there's a lot of it. You know what I mean? I know we've been talking about it a little bit lately. It's creeping up more and more every episode, I feel like. But I saw apparently Photoshop is going to integrate basically an nft function into their program now i mean you guys even if you're not in a creative space you probably know what photoshop is photo editing program that's been around forever as long as long as computers have been around it's it's been around as long as i can remember let me just say that but um i saw this article that said adobe is launching a system built into photoshop that can among other things help prove that the person selling an nft is the person who made it. It's called Content Credentials, and NFT sellers will be able to link the Adobe ID with their crypto wallet, proving the art source is authentic. Adobe Chief Product Officer hopes to launch the feature in a preview by the end of next month. So I thought that was super interesting, you know what I'm saying? Photoshop embracing the NFT space makes sense. They're definitely in a similar ballpark, you know what I mean? Digital art, all that kind of stuff. But as you guys know, because I think we talked about it, Facebook rebranding to Meta, apparently a lot of that is because of NFTs. Uh, they're be- They're entering the Metaverse. Facebook is essentially entering the Metaverse and becoming, instead of just an online platform that fucking sucks people's life away and makes them go brain dead, now you can literally enter this fucking <laughs> digital world and, you know, apparently do a bunch of games and all sorts of stuff. Let me pull up this video that I had seen the other day. I thought was dope. Well, interesting at least. Let me see over Here's just a couple examples. I'm looking at the NFT Instagram right now. It says, big brands are joining the metaverse. Facebook changes their name to Meta for the metaverse. Microsoft enters the metaverse with 3D avatars, immersive meetings. McDonald's is giving away NFTs. Nike has filed a patent for virtual clothing. Uh, Yeah, bro, it's shit's taking over, man. Let me see. I know there's a video that I wanted to show. So, yeah. Uh... I thought it was a video, but it was actually just this slideshow, essentially. It says, Twitch director Sean Purry, P-U-R-I, has an interesting take on what the metaverse will be. His stance is that it's not going to be a place, but rather a time. What's your thought on the future of of the metaverse? So he says, hot take. This is Sean Purry's tweets, a series of tweets from him. And once again, this is the director of Twitch. He says, hot take, everyone is wrong about the metaverse. Here's my three-part theory. Part one, 
everyone is wrong. Most people think, quote-unquote, the metaverse is a virtual place, like in the movie Ready Player One. A virtual world like Minecraft, Roblox, or like Zuck showed in the Facebook demo yesterday. But what if it's not a place? Part two, it's not a place, it's a time. Yes, a moment in time. You know in artificial intelligence there's an idea of, quote-unquote, the singularity. It's a moment in time where AI becomes smarter than humans. The moment when artificial intelligence trumps human intelligence. Part three, what it is. The metaverse is the moment in time where our digital life is worth more to us than our physical life. This is not an overnight change or an invention by some Steve Jobs type. It's a gradual change that's been happening for 20 years. Every important part of life is going digital. Work, from factories to laptops, boardrooms to Zooms. Friends, from neighbors to followers. Where do you find like-minded people? Twitter, Reddit, etc. And games, more kids play Fortnite than basketball and football combined. Wow, that's crazy. Also, identity. Filters are the new makeup. Stories are your personal billboard to broadcast who you are. What matters more? What you look like in real life or what you look like on Instagram? And then he shows a picture of the same girl. Two photos looking drastically different. The one on the left has filters, obviously. She has a flower in her mouth. She looks all pretty and shit. And then when the one on the right, she's like, it looks like a fly flew in her mouth. Like she's, you know what I mean? Like choking on the flower type shit. And it is true. You've seen that shit, Instagram versus reality. Like, that's that's a fact. Uh, everything goes digital. Your friends, your job, your identity. And now with crypto, your assets are online too. Bored apes are the new Rolex. Fortnite skins are the new skinny jeans. If everyone hangs out online all the time, then your flexes need to be digital. Soon, some company will make smart glasses that sit in front of our eyes all day. Already making them. I just saw a video the other day. Or already made them, basically. We will go from 50% attention on screens to about 90 plus percent. That's the moment in time when the metaverse starts. Because at that moment, our virtual life will become more important than our real life. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Like anything, it's neither good or bad. It's just a thing, a very different thing. So if you play this forward another 10, 20 years, we will cross into the metaverse. The moment in time where digital matters more to us than the physical. Our attention used to be 99% on our physical environment. TVs dropped us to 85, computers down to 70, phones to about 50. Our attention has been sucked from physical to digital, where, and where attention goes, energy flows. If 50% of our attention is our digital screen, then 50% of our energy will go into our digital life. Today, it takes some effort to take our phone out of our pocket and look at it. But in the future, that may not be the case. Um, yeah, and he, I mean, he's definitely spot on with a lot of that shit. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show Black Mirror on Netflix. I feel like it's very similar to this, where technology just becomes so advanced and futuristic that it's integral to our lives. I mean, you could argue the phones are now. I mean... 
tell me the last time you didn't use your fucking the GPS on your phone when you're driving or something like that. You know what I mean? Outside of just a regular phone capability, calling and texting, we're all so used to these convenient apps that we have right at our fingertips that have changed the world. And like you said, if it, if is is it for good or bad? You know, that's really subjective. I guess depends on how you look at it. Um, but yeah, man, that shit's insane. But let me see. Hang on one sec. All right, here's the video that I was looking for earlier. Now, this is something you're going to want to watch. Now, Mark Zuckerberg said that they chose to rename Facebook because what the company has in store for the future is so much bigger than simply social media that's limited to apps and screens. Now, they've named it Meta because they've been developing a new metaverse where everyone in the world can hang out, play games, communicate, all in a virtual environment. Sounds like the world of Ready Player One is closer than we thought. Now, the best way to think of Facebook's metaverse is basically a virtual reality sims. And instead of random characters, that you interact with, it will be real people. They'll be your friends on Facebook or perhaps people that you've never even met before. And instead of pressing buttons to touch things, you'll be able to physically interact with this new metaverse with the technology that they're developing. Now to enter this metaverse, you simply chuck on your virtual reality headset and then enter the home that you've designed and enter the body that you've designed too. You and your friends will be able to enter crazy spaces and entire worlds that are designed by top creators from all... Now this is something you're Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just gotta find something to wear. All right, perfect. Hey, boy. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. Hey, Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh huh. Who made this place? It's <laughs> awesome. Right? It's from a crater. I met in LA. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. You know I had to be. <laughs> so the. The next video is like Mark Zuckerberg actually going into his digital character and popping into the metaverse to meet up with some some friends or whatever. And yeah, bro, I don't know. This shit is definitely fucking super futuristic, except it's now, it's current, it's happening. So I don't even know what to call it, but it's fucking insane. That's all I got to say about that. You... But yeah, uh, also real quick, we briefly mentioned all the brands that are embracing NFTs. I saw this little clip about Nike filing for a virtual goods trademark. Nike just filed for a virtual trademark for all of his goods, including book bags, eyeglasses, apparel, and of course sneakers. Not only for Nike brand, but also for Jordan brand. So what does this mean? We keep talking about the metaverse. We keep talking about augmented reality. Do you see the big picture yet? So when Nike can become not only the biggest retail brand for clothing and sneakers in the world, but also in the virtual world as well, what does that do to the company's revenue? When they can actually be the number one source to go to for your digital characters, your avatars, things of that nature, where you can have virtual Jordans that cost more than actual Jordans. This is a game changer and it's gonna affect every single industry. 
but people still don't understand. You have to be an investor, not a consumer. You can buy Nike stock for $167. That is less than a pair of Jordans. Nike. And you brought up a great point at the end there. Um, you don't have to necessarily be a buyer and trader of the physical goods or the digital goods. You can always get stock. I mean, I've I've had Nike stock for, I don't know, since, ever since I started a stock portfolio. I figure Nike's one of these companies that, for this very reason, it's a collector's item. I feel like they'll never really go out of style. Uh, one of the most dominant shoe brands in the world. So I figured, hey, man. That's a brand that I believe in. I feel like they're probably going to make my money, <laughs> make some more money. Yeah, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's fucking getting nuts out here. It's like the wild, wild west on the metaverse. The metaverse is the wild, wild west just digitally is what I understand of it. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. 2021 is to infinity and beyond. You heard? I just feel like we got to be careful, you know what I mean, about... What we were saying earlier, people valuing their digital life and digital assets and just digital everything involving the metaverse and just the internet and fucking social media and whatnot, you know, having that in higher regard than your actual life, going outside, seeing your family, giving, you know, giving somebody a fucking hug or whatever. Like, that's one of those things where I remember being a kid. Uh, we'd always want to play video games and fucking sit inside and whatever. And my parents would make us shut it off and go outside. And as a kid, it's like, oh man, fuck that. But now looking back, you know what I mean? I'm definitely glad that they did that. You know what I'm saying? Even if you could turn out to be one of these Twitch kids who makes millions of dollars off playing video games. And that's cool and all. Money's great, but um, I don't know. I love going outside <laughs> to way too much. You know what I mean? Fucking going for a walk. Just even walking the dog. Kayaking, you know what I'm saying? Going around, shooting some hoops or whatever. Skating, like, just getting outside, getting some fresh air, getting some sun, dude. I can't imagine the life without the beach. I never want to be one of these people who's just constantly on their phone. Um, I understand the importance of it, and I utilize it. You know, I use it to my advantage where I need to for promoting music or obviously trying to get into this NFT crypto shit, but... At the same time, I also fully enjoy putting my phone down and just kind of unplugging for a while, doing whatever the fuck I want to do, you know? Um, but yeah, everyone's different, so I don't know, man. It's fucking, you know what I mean? And I also saw, bringing it back to the real world here, to the physical world, um, I did see some good news about global climate change that we got to touch on, you know what I mean? A host of world leaders agreed to stop deforestation and reduce methane emissions by 2030 in two major agreements announced at the COP26 climate summit. The deforestation pledged was signed by leaders of more than 100 countries including the US, UK, China, Russia, and Brazil. They committed to stopping and reversing deforestation by 2030. These countries have more than 86% of the world's forests, according to the UK government, which is hosting the summit. Brazil is an especially noticeable participant given the historical deforestation of the Amazon rainforest. That's literally what I was just thinking about when I read Brazil, too. 
12 of the 100 or so nations also agreed to provide $12 billion between 2021 and 2025 to help developing countries reach the deforestation goal. The money is to restore degraded land and to support indigenous groups, the UK said. The second big agreement covers emissions of methane, a greenhouse gas dozens of times more potent than carbon dioxide. The White House announced on Tuesday that more than 90 governments joined President Biden in pledging to reduce methane emissions by 2030. Their goal is to reduce the world's methane emissions 30% from 2020 levels by 2030. The White House said that the U.S. oil and gas industry makes up about 30% of the country's methane emissions. China and Russia, two of the world's largest emitters of methane, did not join Biden's pledge. Uh Uh-oh. Neither country sent its leader to COP26 despite contributing around 32% of all global emissions, they have been hesitant to cut emissions with the urgency of other large nations. And keep in mind, this is an American outlet writing this shit, so... I mean, it seems overall good, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's getting on the same page finally. 2030, nine years. Uh, I don't know, I guess that's... You got to be realistic, too. It's not like 2022, this shit's just going to drop. You know what I'm saying? It is a gradual process, but I think it is good that they're taking small steps in the right direction. You know what I mean? What else can you ask for, man? But that might be it for episode 62. I had a couple more things, but I might just save them for next time. You know what I mean? Because I'm fucking tired. But much love to you guys. You know the motherfucking vibes. Hit the email. Any shit you got for me, man, the real K podcast at gmail.com. Appreciate you. Follow the Instagram, the real K podcast. I think I am going to make that Twitter. I just haven't gotten around to it yet because your boy got a lot of shit to do out here. I mean, fuck out of But yeah, you know the vibes, man. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned. Done. But until next time. Episode 62. Hasta luego, okay? Have a good one, man. Much love. We gonna get out this bitch right now. The K's you don't have to go home, you just can't stay here, alright?